Johnny, one of my favorite places to get beer around town is the Handlebar. You know this. I know that you also feel that way about this place. Uh, they have a happy hour, seven days a week from 2 to 6 p.m., and you get a dollar off all their draft beers. What's your favorite beer you've ever had there? You know, they have some really cool variants every once in a while. They've had some really fun stouts that are super old that I've tried. I was there the other day, and they had like a, uh, like a Bourbon County from a couple years ago that was really fun to try. Nice. So you never know, man. It's a rotating board of beers. It's a great spot. Handlebar Chico. 2070 East 20th Street. They're the best. Check out their happy hour, 2 to 6, every day. Dollar off all their draft beers. Why don't we begin? This is Fresh Hop Cinema. Hey everybody, welcome to Fresh Hop Cinema, a podcast about craft beer and film. I'm Max Minardi. I'm Johnny Summers. What's happening? We're coming at you with some fun beers and movies per usual. If you're like, movies and beers per usual, what are you talking about, guys? This is my first time listening. Thanks for coming. We're going to break down the show real quick, and then we're going to get into things. So you know, we are a movie and beer podcast. We stay current most of the time on both of those things. This week is no exception. We're going to cover our show like this, the first segment. We cover our first beer. We cover our lives because we don't get a chat all that often. When we sit down, we like to catch up. Uh, that had a nice little cadence to it. Sit down, catch up, drink it now. Johnny's pulling out our first beer that we're going to get to in just a moment. Um, we're covering a film called Hearts Beat Loud this week, and it's fairly new. It's a small indie film. And if you haven't seen it yet, which I'm assuming a lot of people haven't, and you'd like to, we will not spoil anything about it until the final segment. So we'll spend the whole second segment talking about what we liked, what we didn't like, people's performances, maybe some facts about the production, but we won't spoil anything plot-wise until we get to the danger zone. That's our third segment. We cover our second beer at length, and we cover this film with spoilers, and Johnny tends to swear more. So that's a great time. If you listen with kids, maybe, maybe no more listening with kids at that point. It becomes very not kid-friendly. Not that, miss the, not that the beer segment is entirely kid friendly. Not entirely, but medium. It, I guess we should always say then if you have kids or you are a kid listening to this, you can't drink beer. Please don't do that until you're 21 and you or can enjoy this with yeah, us. Exactly. You're not but allowed. don't do it before that. Yeah. You've been warned. Max didn't. He turned out. Awesome. That's true. I didn't. But so that's a fact about me. Yeah. Uh, let's dive in, man. Let's do it. What are we drinking first? I want to drink this beer really bad. Yeah, it looks great. And this is, well, you talk and then I'll tell you what I think. Yeah. Um, this beer is called Digital Bath. This is the fourth collaboration between Belching Beaver Brewing and the Deftones, a it's local. The fourth? Yep. Oh, wow. Uh, they've done two Phantom Brides and then a Swerve City, which was a right. pineapple orange guava IPA, I believe. Sorry about that. Yeah, I remember that because it's the first POG IPA I've seen. Oh, there you go. And I was like, that's sure. an easy, fun acronym. Yeah. So I'm not sure if this is a New England style or if this is a regular IPA. It just says, oh, it does say New England style IPA. I got it because the can looks cool. It does. That's really what I did. And also, like, this music in this movie had a lot of, like, digital influence. Mm -hmm. I thought it was kind of an appropriate homage to the music in the film to do a, a beer called Digital Bath. So this is going to be... The fourth collaboration with Deftones, and it is a smooth and juicy New England style IPA. Being as big of fans of the style as we are, the band, as we are, comma, the band, was looking for something loaded with citrus notes for the summer. We powered up this 8-bit hazy brew with Nelson, Galaxy, Mosaic, and Citra, and then added Simcoe Cryo hops for that extra hop bomb. I didn't get that in my notes, but I found on the internet. I didn't mention those. Oh. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. So... There's uh, like lyrics on the edge 
of the can. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. a really cool can. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of stuff going on here. Yeah, so I'm digging it. I'm gonna pour it. Sure, sure. Uh, let's see. Did you mention the 30 IBUs? I, I did was, not. Okay, that's the only thing I think you didn't say. Uh, so it should be a pretty smooth and juicy IPA. It looks like a New England IPA does uh, on the yellow side, not the orange side, for what it's worth. Johnny's pouring it into a full Sierra Nevada pint glass. Yeah, okay. and it's beautiful. Yeah, real it's real hazy. It's what you'd expect, I bright, think. Bright, hazy, golden yellow. Let me go ahead and use the word effervescent before you remind me to use it. It's a very effervescent-looking beer. There's bubbles climbing up the side of the glass like, like rock climbers on Half Dome trying to make their way into his gullet, and they are with great accuracy. What do you taste, my good friend, Johnny mm, Summers? That's really nice. I get a bunch of different hops. It almost has notes of um, a nice mellow stone fruit, like peaches, but not in a super fruity way. Oof, you got to pour that firmer. Sorry. It's going to yeah. upset your stomach, son. My stomach doesn't get upset. It's you're even cute. You're going to be burpy. Um, see, I get a lot of... A uh, lot of... <laughs> Sorry, I spilled it. I'm like, I'll pour the rest aggressively, yeah. and I spilled it. A lot of fruit, but there's no fruit in it, so you get a ton of the, the juice from the hops and the tropical just crazy almost mango-y notes in that definitely do but it's not sweet and that makes me love this beer more i mean i still get some it's not like a lot of them have been though yeah but this is this almost has like a weird um there's a very strange taste here but i I like it too i think this is my favorite thing i've had from belching beaver um and i'm not sure how much of that i can attribute to the deftones or the belching beaver brewers i'm sure it's some of both but i really enjoyed phantom bride i enjoyed phantom bride yeah Mm -hmm. this one i think is better yeah, I agree. I would say this is a superior New England style IPA. My can's moving by itself. Is it? Look at it. Oh, look at that. Yeah, it's like kind of floating on the liquid that I accidentally spilled. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, uh, this good. is nice. It smells great. Uh-huh, uh-huh, you get a uh-huh. ton of hops, a little bit of uh, an orange juicy smell. Yeah, but a lot. Yeah, the nose is very pungent. There's a lot going on. Yeah, I love the different hops too. It's nice, a nice mishmash. You don't get a whole ton of any one of them, but they really blend together. Yeah, what's interesting is that a lot of the time these hops, like we mentioned, you said Citra, Galaxy, Mosaic, uh, and Sim- and Nelson and Simcoe, something you said Cryo. I don't know what Simcoe Cryo is. That a type of hop? Uh, is- Cryo is a, fr- a frozen hop, usually okay. like probably yeah. like a hop pellet or like a sure. Usually, I believe sometimes they just freeze them like they're sure. fresh. They freeze them fresh and then they use them. Later, later on, on. Yeah. that's what Lagunitas does with their born again yesterday oh right right they freeze some of the same batch of hops and make another born yesterday but right with old frozen cryogenic ted williams hops. right what i was going to say is that a lot of the times when you see these hops and beers it's primarily that hop and they really feature it's like a galaxy hop beer mm-hmm. or mosaic is a huge one where breweries tend to just be like nope that's what's in this beer and to take the hops that are so predominant on their own a lot of time and throw them together i think is a really really ballsy move yeah it's I will nice say. I like it. It's it's very, very well-rounded. You know, this beer has a lingering bitterness, like mm-hmm. in the back of the, the tongue, that I really enjoy that you don't get out of a lot of New England-style beers. Agreed. Yeah, this is good, man. Uh, are we are we too early to rate this, baby? I don't know, man. I, I, see, it's funny. This beer gets a higher rating from me than it would if I hadn't seen the can. Mm-hmm. Like, the can is what made me want to get this beer. You, you eat and drink with your eyes first, man. Yeah, you really do. That's the thing. Something and has to look good before you put it in your mouth. That's Usually. true. So I think, yeah, it's a, the fact that this is such an intriguing and kind of uh, gravitate, makes you gravitate towards it. I don't know how to say that in the present tense. It but. has a gravitas. Yeah. It's very eye-catching. It's very modern. It's very bright. I don't know if I'd say modern. Kind of modern slash retro. Yeah. It's modern <laughs> in the fact that the, yeah. the design 
behind, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's a very like Gucci thing. True. Yeah. You know what I mean? Totally. That has a very modern design aspect to it. Yeah. If you haven't seen the can, so there's like these circles, these not concentric, but they're right next to each other. There's a horse in one and then the Belching Beaver logo on the other. And they're all right next to each other. Like you would see on like a Gucci or like a, like a Fendi bag where the yeah. logo just repeats. Yeah. And it's really one? cool. Uh, Gucci. There's like one. Prada Louis does Vuitton. that. Is that what you said already? No, I just said Gucci, but like Prada does that. Coach does that. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the main, uh, bigger designers do that. And it's kind of a cool little like concentric, yeah. ge- almost geometric, just right. all over it. So in that sense, definitely modern, but also the very front of it is like an 8-bit old arcade game. Yeah. It's like a beaver, and it almost looks like a, like an Asteroids kind of field, what it looked like in an old arcade yeah. game. it's really cool. And that logo, is, the horse is also the Deftones logo from the album White Pony. I was going to guess that was something to do with them. Yeah, from the yeah. album White Pony, which the song Digital Bath comes from. White Pony, do they spell it with an E by chance? So it's like the, the T, White Peony T? Peony? I don't know how. Maybe that's not how you pronounce it. What? But it, there's a T. It's like oh, P- Peony. Peony. I thought maybe yeah, it was yeah. pronounced Pony, and that was the joke. But that'd be funny. Some yeah. Pony tea. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So this uh, this is really really good. We should play a little bit of that song, but it's too late. Yeah, it's too late. The moment it's has too, passed. It's too late. Maybe um, yeah. Let's let's rate this, Duder. <sighs> Man, this is like an eight seven. Wow. I really enjoy this. Eight. You're you're set on that. Yeah. Okay. Well, I have to ask why not a nine. Because I feel like that's my duty. Hmm. Why not a nine? It's a little kind of thick on the mouthfeel. Mm-hmm. If this was a little bit like lighter, it's yeah, almost okay. it's almost um too like not too thick. I would have liked to have seen the viscosity lowered just a hair sure. um, to make it more refreshing. If you're wanting a summertime beer, I would want something a little less viscous. Yeah, that seems fair. So, I mean, it's really good, and it's one of the best New England-style IPAs that I've ever had. Mm-hmm. Like, it's up there with okay. probably any that I've had. Really? Like, it's very, very good. This is a quality And it's beer. only an 8.7 for you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're not the biggest fan of the style. I guess that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, and also, we've done, like, Treehouse on the show and, like, some of the best in the world. That's true. So, but this is definitely, you know, in the same ballpark. Yeah. So I think it's good as well. I, I think I agree with a lot of what you're saying, specifically because this is only 6.5%. I wish that it would either be a little bit stronger for how how viscous it is, yeah, or back off on the viscosity and just let it be a little bit more mellow, feel more like a true single IPA. Yeah, exactly. Um, I do like the flavors going on. I think that the mouthfeel and the body are both great. Um, yours looks more exciting now than mine does, presumably because of the way you poured yours. Oh, you um, should. I wonder if you tasted mine if it would taste different. I don't know. I think maybe because we'll still have some when we go to our first break. I'll try it on the break, and then if if anything is different, we'll report on it. And yeah. we should we should swap glasses a little bit, or you could stir yours up. Oh, that's I've true. I've done that. I know. You said that last yeah. week or the week before, that you like to stick your finger in other people's beers. Be like, hey, you're doing it wrong. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> that's exactly what I do. I lick my finger first, too. Uh, well, I'm going to give this baby a seven. Nice. Why uh, not higher? Yeah, I don't know. It's just fine. It's fine to me. Yeah? It's fine. Yeah. You know? It's fine. <laughs> it's good. It just doesn't get you fired no, up. No. It's fine. You know? That's... I can't... I keep thinking, like, maybe my mouth will spit out a different word, and it's just like, I'm fine. Yeah, it's fine. And now I sound like a broken record. So this so. beer is, like, adequate for you. It's above adequate. I think yeah. an adequate is like a five and a half to a six. Okay. Below five, though, you get in the the, the inadequate Those are the stages. treacherous waters. Yeah. And then... See, the, yeah. for me, a beer has to be, like, damn perfect to get over a nine. Agreed. Like, yeah. like rel- verging on pure perfection. Yeah. Again, for people that uh, are maybe new to the show, we don't really... Like, the ratings sort of change... As time goes, like we sometimes it's like we're really stingy about how the beers made, and like sometimes we're like, "This is what we feel like today," and I'm very much in like, "This is what I feel like today." Yeah. So, and for me, that's yeah. kind of what it is every week. I mean, I do right. a little bit of like a stylistic, you know, criteria, just 
compare it to other beers I've had that are in this style, but sometimes it's just about your gut, man. Agreed. And just how you feel. I hope and, my gut feels okay after this, like uh, you were well, warning me against. If your gut proves your mouth true, then you'll just be fine. Right, fine. It'll be fine. fine. Everything's going to be fine. You're fine. All right, well, let's put Digital Bath to bed. Yeah. That uh, is an 8.7 from me. That's a 7 from Max. Again, this is Belching Beaver Digital Bath, the fourth collaboration with the Deftones. You know I have one more question. What? Where can we find this beer? Oh, Spike's Bottle Shop. We got okay. this bad boy. $4 cool. for a single, about 12 or 13 for a four-pack. And look these like, are pint cans. Look like they still had plenty while I was in Perfect. there, too. So check it out. Drink along with us. Cool. That's wrapping it up for Belgian Beaver Digital Bath. We're going to move on to what's got us hot and bothered. Mares. I'm sticking to one. I'm just doing one hot this week. No bothered. I'm not going to. No. You said you had two, so I'm not going to. I'm just going to stick with one. I well, I like. think the bothered is is good enough for both of us. All right. In my bother. Oh. See, here's the thing. I think I don't know exactly where you're going. We haven't discussed this beforehand. That said, I think we should tread lightly if it's the thing I think it might be because of reasons. And we'll talk. At this point, I'm thinking maybe change the bothered because I've built it up. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, then it's probably nothing. Ooh. Never mind. No, I want to We'll hear talk it. on a break. No, I want to hear it now. You can't say it on the air. Yeah, you can. No, I really can't. Something. Oh. So what's your bother? I'm confused now. Sure. Man, you're so mysterious. Do you want to dwell on this? Yeah. I do, because okay. you've, you've brought it up now. I will let you steer then. I'm trying to think of something I could bring up that would make you uncomfortable. It's not going to make me uncomfortable. It would make other people uncomfortable? Maybe. I don't know. Is it like a news thing? Maybe. I don't know. I'm out of touch, so I, I got sure. nothing. Sure. I was just going to say, like, all the fires in Northern California. Perfect. Those bother me. Sure, they bother me as well. I was driving back to Oroville today to unload some beer from my work van and there was like a structure fire in oroville i drove by and it was like just a giant plume of black smoke that sucks and then i was driving back through oroville and it was giant plumes of white smoke which means that it set the grass around the house on fire yeah so that's fun but yeah, yeah. there's wildfires everywhere it's that time of year again man yeah, although it always seems to be that time of year where we live it seems like it started a little bit earlier this year yeah yeah i feel like it started in like december but what do i know I just realized what it was. Yep, I know you did. That's fine. It took me a second. <laughs> I was like, what? I knew you were going to think of it. Yeah. We didn't have to yeah that's, that's fine. Weird. No, that was a bothered that will never be mentioned. Sure. Good. Yeah, All right. Not worth being bothered over. Perfect. I was going to have to edit. I was going to edit it out. So oh, yeah. make, but now I'm going to leave it in because now we've, we've wrapped that we've chapter. We've cleared the air. Yeah. It was a, a superficial bothered that we since let go. Yeah. So. I had a fun night on Tuesday. Tell me about your hotness. Well, so Gianna had a coworker who was leaving town. It was they were going out to celebrate her kind of last night in town. Okay, and then she invited me to go out with her and, and kind of celebrate. So um, my neighbor Jacob and I ended up going out for a beer. We dropped Gianna off at her dinner, and then we went and had a beer. And then we invited our friend Pat Evan out, and we all had a beer. And then we were at at the Winchester Goose having a beer actually, and we were going to go meet up with them. And I said, "Fellas, I got a feeling about tonight. If we go out and drink another drink." I think we're going to be out for the night. I think it's going to be a night, you know? Yeah, I know that feeling. And it was. There's that tipping point where you're like... Yeah, yeah it's like, it's called, yeah, yeah, crossing the Rubicon, the point of no return. Yeah. And um, so we did. And uh, I, I'm a big fan of Argus. I play there. I like to, to drink there as well. It's a good environment. And we ended up there for a while. And then all of Gianna's crew decided they were going to go to the bear, finish drinking. Gianna had to work the next day or something, so she ended up going home. And we stayed. And we bumped into some strangers, just people we had never met, and they came in the bars. Hey, you guys want to want to play a game? Like a not like a creepy saw wipe. Like you guys want to play a game on the patio? It's like a it's a fun game. Okay. And we were all like, oh, aren't, yeah, sure. We're, we're we're yes men that night. Your game. We're game. And it was this game called What Are the Odds? I don't know if you know this game. I don't. Tell me more. I'll explain it briefly. 
basically you look at somebody in your group. This is a game of like of daring. It's like basically dare. And you punch them. No, kind of. Somebody had to hit somebody. And Ooh. so if I would ask you, I'd be like, Johnny, what are the odds you would take off your shirt right now and run, knock on the next door neighbor's house, stand there until they open it, give them a big hug and come back. You have to pick a number one to a hundred. The lower you pick, the more likely it is you're going to have to do it. And I'll explain why now. You'll pick a number. Say you pick, you're feeling risky, so you pick 35. Then you and I both have to pick a number below 35. Somebody counts us down. If we pick the same number, you have to do that thing. Uh, but okay. if our two numbers add up to the number that you picked, I have to do that thing. Mm. What if the numbers are just different? Then nothing. It's a wash. It's the next person's turn. It'd gotcha. be your turn. Okay. So this happened, and it, it culminated with me having to do something. And again, like I'm a team player at this point. I'm in the game. It's the worst kind of people back out when they don't want to do something. Now, is this a team game? No, you're on your own. But you're being a team player. I'm, yeah, you're, you're, you're in the sense of the game. Oh, you're you're all in for the game. Yeah, like I don't want to be the person like, you know, when you play truth or dare and then you get a good dare and somebody's like, somebody no, doesn't take pass. their pants off. Like, come yeah. on, dude, you're playing this game, play with it. So somebody, basically what happened is, I don't know how to say this in, a, in an okay, even like kind of okay way. Somebody said I had to go up to a stranger and say that a certain orifice in my body was nine inches deep. <laughs> and I had to go up to that stranger and say that. Your booty hole? Yeah, okay. So yeah. So what I did is I went up and I said that. But before I said all that, I said, hey, sorry, I'm playing a game. Please go along with this. And then everybody at the table caught me doing it. I cheated. Oh. So then they caught me and I immediately owned up. I was like, I'm sorry, I couldn't do it. And they said, okay, what you do have to do then is get a chair, like one of those folding chairs on the back patio, and go do like a lap dance on the chair for 60 seconds in front of the whole patio. And this is like midnight, so it's popping. Yeah, and everybody's pretty drunk. Yeah, myself included. I've been at the bear at midnight. No, 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 Argus still. Okay. Yeah, we didn't leave. We okay. stayed at Argus. Good. Um, this is even more out of place at Argus. I know. So I ran inside to the bartenders and said, hey, I can't explain why, but can you please put on cherry pie by warrant in the back? And they did. Oh, my And I God. did a dance that was maybe the most provocative dance I've ever done on a chair. Did so much so that a random girl had a dance off with me. There's a video of this. I'll, uh, I'll show it. Please. I won't post it anymore, but please, I'll show you. Please show me this. <laughs> uh, if you're on Patreon on our next event, you want to see it. Bring it up. I'm Let's sure I'll post it. it to Patreon. Okay. Yeah, I'll do that. That'd be fun. Um, anyways, so it got pretty crazy. I made $4 in tips, uh, <laughs> no, which let, felt nice. I split it with her, though. Can I just set the stage a little for this here? Don't look yeah. at the clock. Look at yeah. me. Look yeah, at yeah. my eyes right yeah. here. Someone's got to run this. I'm here. Go. Um, you are giving a lap dance to an empty chair. Well, I'm not. It's not purely a lap dance. I'm like kind of dancing around the chair. But the idea is that there's an imaginary person sitting in a chair. No, I lifted up the chair and I threw it around. It was more like okay. the chair was a tool of oh, mine to okay. express Oh, okay. So it, it became stuff. like creative art at this point. Yeah, completely. This sounds magical. It was pretty good. There were some nice moments. Wow. Or some awkward moments. God, as well. I'm really sorry I missed that. Yeah, yeah. You do awesome stuff when you're drunk. Yeah, I, yeah. All right, sure. Yeah. What has you hot, my friend? That's yeah. where it got me. So that and was everybody. It? That was the, the amazing was it. night. It was a fun thing. It was so, a yes man. Man, we got to pipe in some some warrant over mm -hmm. that segment. Yeah, we'll see what we can do. Yeah, we'll, we'll edit that yeah. in. Anyways, that's I don't know how to top that. Fair. Um, mine also involves music, but it's not even nearly as prov provocative as that. Sure. Uh, yeah, I went to a show this last Saturday. I went down to the Lincoln Casino, which is called. Thunder Valley, mm -hmm. pretty big casino down there, and they've got a pretty good-sized outdoor amphitheater. And went to see two of uh, bands that I like, one that I've seen multiple times called Mastodon. I've seen yeah, them. Yeah, like them. I think this is my fifth time seeing them, and then they were opening for a band called Primus. Oh, I know it's, Primus. Do they do sing Cotton Eye Joe? No. I don't know. I think they might. They might cover it. They do a cover of mm -hmm. Devil Went Down to Georgia. Sure. 
but yeah, checked out a new venue and uh, saw Primus for the first time. They were really fun. I mean, mm-hmm. Les Claypool is just super interesting cat. What really. does he do in the He's band? the singer, songwriter, bass player. Wow. Like, very uh, unique style of bass. Very like post-funk um, infused with like kind of groove metal weirdness. Mm-hmm. It's very proggy. It's right. like if like Rush and Bootsy Collins had a baby and then kind of turned up the gain on the amps a little. It's very sure. strange. But yeah. yeah, he has this really cool, unique style of like slap bass mm-hmm. playing and all kinds of fun stuff. And then, yeah, seeing Mastodon is always fun and checking out a new venue. Really like yeah, that. You've never shows. been there? Never been. Okay. Never checked out the amphitheater. It's pretty cool there. Yeah. So, yeah, I think we might go back and check out a country show there later on this summer. Why not? So, it's a cool spot. So that was really fun. It's always nice to go absorb live music. Yeah, dude. Bought yeah. some Mastodon vinyl that they didn't cool. have anymore released, but got it there. This cool color yeah. splatter vinyl. Nice. Pretty oh, sweet. like the vinyl itself is? Yeah, the vinyl's awesome. got like yeah. different cool. colors splattered mm-hmm. into it. So that's my my hot, man. Well, it cool. And it was 103 out at the show. Oh, that's too hot. So too yeah, hot it was point, legit but hot. But everybody's sweating, having a good time. I feel like that's appropriate. Yeah, it was fun. It yeah. really sucked because the sun went down behind the grandstand, so like... We were all in the shade, but the stage was in the sun until the sun like that sucks. I yeah, man. I've had to perform in the sun before, and I hate it. Like in the hot Chico summer sun. Yeah, we it's were probably worst. 150 yards from the stage, and the, 150 yards. Yeah, that's a big show. Yeah, it was, it was a big place, right. but you could tell the drummer from Mastodon was like bright pink, red. Yeah, yeah. Like he looked like he was gonna die. You might have. It was pretty crazy, but hats off to all of them. They they put on a great show and stuck it out in the heat. Yeah. So. Hats off to anybody in the hot weather yeah, or anybody that dances. That's right. On chairs in a sexual, seductive way. I want to take a break and leave you with images of young Maxwell seducing a chair. This episode, as every single episode is, is brought to you by Patreon. I thought you were going to say by you. By you. On Patreon. On Patreon. Every single person that donates to Patreon per episode helps this show keep a rolling. Yeah. Uh, maybe you don't know what this is. Maybe you've never heard the show. Maybe you skip over our Patreon commercials because you don't like us talking and groveling for money. Too bad. We got you. Here you are. Please don't skip it. If you do, bad things will happen to you forever. Patreon is a way for you to support this podcast for like a dollar an episode or a little bit less if you only want to do two per month. You could also give us like $10 per episode. You could give us 20 if you want. There's you no rewards for that, but you know. Donate your whole paycheck. Sure. Why not? If you like this show, support us. Try yeah. it out. We like doing what we do. Hopefully you do too. Yep. You just have to go to patreon.com slash freshhopcinema. Check out all the cool perks we give you. Throw us a couple bucks and help keep the show going. You'll feel really good when you wake up. Do I you, promise. Do you know what kind of cool perks you could get? Do I don't. Do you? Yeah, I do. What you got? You could get super limited access to bonus content every True. single week. Yep. Some fun, fantastic facts, yep. which we do about the bonus episode. You'll get merch. That's right. Worth mailing y'all stickers. I think we are ordering koozies soon. Yeah. I'm going to do it. So if you're on Patreon, you're going to get some koozies for free. If you're not, you got to pay for them. So you also get access to really cool parties that we throw. And depending on your level of contribution, there are added perks like bar crawls Mm -hmm. and movie nights. Mm -hmm. Check out our Patreon for all the details. You can find the URL where? Patreon.com slash Fresh Hop Cinema. How's it going, kiddo? It's jam sesh time. No. Come on. When jam sesh time arrives, we have to put aside childish things like homework and med school. Please don't touch my thing. It's jam sesh time. 
I have to close the shop. I'm sorry, Frank. I held off on raising the rent as long as I could. I mean, it's time. My girl starts UCLA in the fall. You can't make your heart feel like what? Just a bunch of words. I want it that way. They want what? What way? I'm sorry, are you bringing up the Backstreet Boys? It's actually a pretty good song. We don't always get to do what we love, so we need to love what we do. I never realized that was your secret. Yep. Yeah. We've been trying to start a band with me since I was like 12. We're not a band. We're not a band. I like it. I don't want to be in a band. And even if I did, I'm not going to be in one with my dad. Usual for you? What is this? New Indie Mix on Spotify. This is my band. You guys, this is my band. This is my band! Okay, so what do we do now? I mean, we could write another song. Hey, so that was the trailer, or at least part of a very long trailer. Yeah. For a film called Hearts Beat Loud. Let's talk about it. Let us talk about it. First of all, we're going to read the synopsis. I'm going to have Johnny do it because I'm going to say some other stuff. Do it. What's this movie about in a nutshell? All right. In a shell of nuts. In the hip Brooklyn neighborhood. I, I'm so sorry. I really thought that you did that as like a way to signify that you're about to start. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> attention. Sorry, I wasn't looking. I was like, wow, that's very fancy. May I have your attention, please? Uh, in the hip Brooklyn neighborhood of Red Hook. Single dad and record store owner Frank is preparing to send his hard-working daughter Sam off to college while being forced to close his vintage shop. Hoping to stay connected through their shared musical passions, Frank urges Sam to seek their weekly jam sessions into a father-daughter live act. Sorry, that really threw me off. <clears throat> Nobody knows what you're talking about. What threw you off? Uh, my phone vibrated. Okay, great. Stupid Tavor trying to sell me beer. Uh, after their first song becomes Internet Breakout, the two embark on a journey of love, growing up, and musical discovery. Perfect. You put that on airplane mode. I'll keep talking about this. Yes. Uh, so this is directed by Brett Haley. It was written by him and Mark Bash. They've done some other films in the past, uh, most notably and recently The Hero. I believe Mark wrote on that as well, but I'm not 100% sure. Okay. Um, like we said earlier, this is an indie film. It's not been released to the main theaters. We saw this in Chico at the Pageant, a small indie film theater here in town. Uh at 6th and Flume, if you are into that sort of thing, which I think you should be. It's a good time. Um, it first made its release at the Sundance Film Festival here in January 26th, and it kind of spread to more theaters uh, the beginning of June, on June 8th. Runs just over an hour and a half and is PG-13 for some language and some sexual tension, I guess. That's fair. Right? Yeah. Uh, it stars Nick Offerman as Frank Fisher. That's the dad Johnny mentioned. He owns the record store and has a daughter named Sam Fisher, played by Kiersey Clemens. Ted Danson plays Dave, his old friend who kind of did the music business thing and now owns a bar. Tony Collette is his landlady. Uh, she plays a character named Leslie. Tony Collette, by the way, uh, second time we've covered her in a movie in a month. She was in Hereditary. Almost second. Wasn't it second week in a row? We, no, we did uh, some dumb. What were you? Jurassic World. Oh, yeah. Some yeah. dumb. She thing. does a good movie. She's not in that garbage. Yeah. It doesn't matter. If that was last week, I'm off that. She's still uh, angry. Sasha Lane plays Rose, Sam's romantic interest turned girlfriend later on. And Spoiler much? Yeah, I don't think so. Not really. And Blythe Danner plays Nick Offerman's grandma, or his mother, Sam's grandma. She has some early onset dementia problems, gets caught shoplifting a couple points, and uh, that adds to kind of the thickness of of what is resting on Nick Offerman's character's shoulders yeah. with his life. One of many things he's got going on. Right. Um, he's a very interesting guy. He's a very complex character. Yeah. I really enjoyed Nick Offerman's role in this film. Yeah, it's he's one of the first characters, actually, that they had established as far as casting goes. Uh, this part was written for him, believe it or not, or at least with him in mind, hoping they could get him 
Nice. Um, you see Nick Offerman really typecast a lot of the time into the the manly man and mm-hmm. you know you know Ron Swanson basically. Yeah. Ron Swanson esque. So it was really nice to see him do this sort of thing where it's a more sensitive, artistic kind of fella. And yeah, I liked it. Um, yeah, I don't. He's actually. I don't know if you saw the movie The Hero, but it was with. Uh, like I said, these guys, but Nick Offerman played a small supporting role and he was just kind of like a stoner goofball. And it was, it was almost like this movie was a kind of an extension of that character. Not hmm. quite a lot more depth here. Interesting. But, it's yeah. fascinating. It's really uh, a nice thing to see him show off some acting chops and get a bit deep yeah. into a character. Uh, I was listening to, I believe it was fresh air with mm-hmm. Nick Offerman mm-hmm. speaking about this movie. And I did not know that his background was in stage. Oh, he, I didn't he came from a playhouse. Great. His background's completely in theater. That's like, awesome. He really didn't do anything other than theater until Parks and Rec, mm-hmm. which was fascinating to yeah. me. Yeah. So super interesting guy in general, but also really nice to see him getting deep into a character that is really deep and complex and had lots of layers and yeah. went through some emotional stuff. And man, he pulled it off great. Yeah. I want to point out, so like we said, very indie film, not available probably a lot of places. Um, so if it's not available where you are, make sure you see when it comes out because I, I really like this. But for some context, Jurassic World that we covered last week had a budget of $170 million. I think if <laughs> this I is, remember right. This is going to be great. Um, and so I don't have the, the budget information for this, but Jurassic World made, let me just find it real quick, uh, made $797 million in like the first couple of days. Uh, this movie as of Jan- January, as of July 1st, has made $1.3 million. This Which makes film, me so sad. This film yeah. was made with a two million dollar budget. Yeah, I, I didn't. I saw that number as well. I couldn't find the source for it. I couldn't find like where they were getting those numbers. Are you reading the Rotten Tomatoes thing? Yes. Yeah, I didn't find any other way to back that up, so I didn't write it. But it might be. And even so, that's so insane. Uh, and actually, on Wikipedia, hmm. uh, two million dollar budget the first weekend, or so far, mm-hmm. it had a one point three million dollar box office. Which and it, so to be fair, again, it's only been released in the USA. I don't mm-hmm. know if it's going to make it across the seas. It may, it may not. Um, but man, that's a, it's a real bummer. It's one of these passion projects. I think you know going in when you make a film like this that it's, you're probably not going to see much return. Yeah. I mean, I think this one might do better on home video or on Netflix or something. Maybe. Too. Yeah, I'm sure this will end up on one of those streaming services soon. Yeah. But um, I, I don't know, man. I was thrilled with this movie. I thought it had a... T- well, you go first. I yeah, talked let's, a lot let's, just now. Let's get into it, though. I like it. Yeah, I like o- it. Overall. Let's, overall thoughts on this movie. I absolutely loved it. Mm. I'm pretty sure I fell in love with this movie. Like, it got me mm-hmm. in a few spots. My eyes became moist. Sure. You know, it really sold me. The characters, really, you become deeply involved with. Mm-hmm. And you actually care about the things happening to them. It was just such a stark contrast to, like, last week's episode. Yeah. Or just a lot of movies in general. That, sure. I mean, we watch, I personally watch a lot of mainstream movies. Mm. I try and watch indie, artsy movies when I can. Uh, it's hard to sift through that, though. There's a lot of bad ones out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it takes a lot of time sometimes to find a good one. But this is a good one. This is one of those movies that I hope you watch, and I hope you recommend to other people to watch, because... Just the performances throughout by like everyone in the movie and the singing and the raw emotion behind the process of writing a song mm-hmm. and just playing music with someone else. It really encapsulated that. Like it really nailed that feeling of how it feels to write a song with someone and like perform. Like for me, like it made me want to like go home and write music. Yeah. Um, yeah. And just the dynamic between a father and his daughter and the, the, the perils of having an older 
you know, mother that's having some problems. There's just so much going on that they did so well. My favorite part of this movie is that the plot and the script and all the dialogue and stuff, it seemed to have no fat in it. Like it was all meat. Like the writing in this movie was like, it was understated in a way that the characters said exactly enough to move the plot, but it didn't like hold your hand and it didn't explain everything and why everyone's feeling every way. It just let the characters be and just develop organically as the events unfold. And it was really refreshing. Just the whole way the movie unfolded was really a nice experience. And it really felt like true to life. I mean, a lot of the conversations in the dialogue were, you know, conversations you could have had with your dad or, you know, about your grandma or, you know, it's just, it felt very believable and grounded in reality. And it was so refreshing. I cannot recommend watching this movie enough. Yeah. I think Brett Haley does a really good job here. There's, there's, I mean, like you're saying, there's so many movies that we watch that are so, so fantastic and, and out of the, out of the, the reach of modern day reality that, or any day, unless you live in the prehistoric times in Jurassic, that yeah. would be the reality. But yeah. but for most of us, not not that is what is real. And and I think it takes a lot of a lot of a lot of things, a lot of courage and a lot of insight to be able to direct and write for a movie that is a snapshot in somebody's life that that gives nuance to what it would be to be in his shoes. And it's not just painting a picture. Not like, and now his daughter leaves, and now he has to be sad. Nick Offerman, be sad. It's like yeah. there's depth to these characters, and and every conversation that happens, like even the stuff between the grandma and granddaughter. It's all very real, and it's not overdone. It's not underdone. It's just you could picture being there. Yeah, um, I, so I loved it so it's, much. It's very good in that respect. I also really love the music stuff, obviously. Yeah. Um, Can I just say one thing real quick? Of course, yeah. You know how you're saying it's a unique glimpse into his life, and his life was very unique. Sure. Uh, but it wasn't approached as like a novelty. No. You know what I mean? No. I love that they didn't like glamorize anything that didn't right. need to be glamorized, mm-hmm. which is real. Yeah, um, so I think... I mean, there's there's a couple of problems I had this movie, but I don't know that it's the movie's fault in the story that they were telling. Like some of the the making music and performing things, I I, I catch a little bit more. I was wondering because um, they actually use the same program. I was hoping you were. They use the same one of our interviews. Yeah, this, yeah. Like they use literally the same setup that we're recording with. Give or, right, give now. or take a little bit. Yeah. Um. So I I didn't have a problem with the technical side of things so much as I did the creative side of things. Um, I do love a good montage. I think I've said that a lot. So. Mm-hmm whether it's like a superhero team building or like a song writing montage. I think mm-hmm. that was pretty well done. Um, m- more than the technicality and the creative process, I think it captured a feeling that they had doing this thing that they both love and or she's learning to love and he always was hoping maybe she would fill the shoes mm-hmm. um, that her mother left behind. But So I loved all that. I think the final uh, the final scene or portion, I it's a concert, mm-hmm. um, was really, really beautiful. The lighting was great and the mood that the entire set piece made was just wonderful it was such a beautiful part of that movie just to look at yeah i do think so this movie isn't necessarily complex in its emotions when it comes to a plot arc mm-hmm. i think we kind of know where this is going from yeah. the get-go and i think that's totally fine mm-hmm. um when i think of a popcorn movie or a movie to pass the time or like take my brain off things this is what i think of okay it made me feel really good it did um and it was just nice it was good it was well made um and i, I just loved it Mm-hmm. I thought also I could doesn't help doesn't help doesn't hurt that I could see myself kind of as Nick Offerman's character later in life. Yeah. Um 
like I love the idea of owning a small business, be it like a record store or a small music store. Mm-hmm. Um, living in a small town, raising a kid. He also wears New Balance shoes. He I was gonna say same, same shoes that I'm wearing right now. Just gray. His are <laughs> just gray. gray. And I almost got the gray ones, man. No, I was looking at his shoes. I'm like, those are Max's mm-hmm. shoes. Yeah, a couple of times I turned around. I, I didn't know if you were gonna catch that, but I looked around when I saw their interface and was like, that's our interface. I did. Um, I wanted to say something so bad. I'm yeah. like, were they using the same recording program? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So overall, man, I. Uh, I really dug this movie. I want to give a quick shout out to, to again, Brett Haley, the director here. I watched an interview with him and he said, like, again, the only person he knew he was writing for was Nick Offerman. And as far as the lead, Sam's character, the daughter, he knew he wanted to have somebody of mixed race. He wanted to incorporate that. And I'm just like, I have in my notes, I wrote lesbians of color, question mark, exclamation, <laughs> like, like the, the marginalized of the marginalized here. And they're putting them front and center. Yeah. And that ties in. I watched another movie. Let me think of it. Oh, uh, Blockers. Do you remember when that came out? It was uh, like John Cena's in it, uh, and oh yeah, yeah, it's, it's like, supposed to be like cock blockers. Correct. Yeah, and yeah. The parents are are like our kids are going to prom. Uh oh, they made a sex pact. What can we do? It and it is. Um, it was really interesting because I think I watched these and yeah, I watched it yesterday, so I watched them in the same day. Um, and dealing with similar ideas, right? You have a child who is growing up, and you have to learn to let go. Yeah. Especially interesting that they brought in like the sexual side of things, mm-hmm. um, and. I did. It was so obvious that how it was done in Blockers was terrible compared to this. Like yeah. it was the opposite of of the relationships you have here. It's all done for punchy comedy, and there's a little tie in at the end where every parent finds resolution with their kid and learn how to let go. Whether it's like, you're not you're not a delicate little flower. You're your own woman, or like, you're not mommy's little angel. You're you're a grown up, and it's like they you have to tie it with a nice little bow. And then yeah. here it's like, mm, still tough. You guys have a relationship that develops, but it's so realistic. So I just wanted to point that out. Also, but there were there was a lesbian girl in that too, which makes me very happy that like it's so like two movies in a row I saw out of the blue had these previously more marginalized people well, being it's portrayed. It's in it in a great well, way. And what I loved about about Hearts Beat Loud is it portrayed it in a way that was not um, trivializing it. it not at was all. Just, it's just the thing. It, yeah, it was like uh, okay, like yeah. it was just so. Nice to see yeah. that it was a very it was woke in that regard where it was just for sure dude it was just as normal as her kissing a boy and yeah. I, it was refreshing man well done to Sasha Lane too who plays Rose her girlfriend she yeah. was an American honey did a great job in that with Shia LaBeouf she was uh, great in this she was great in this yeah, yeah. The, there's there's a really touching scene where um there there's without giving too much away I guess but um there's a scene where she tells. Sam that she wants to ride bikes down to Coney Island. Mm. Um, and that, that brings up some memories for Sam. And, and I think it's dealt with in a really, really like it's, a, it could have cut away, like said one line, then cut away and, and then had that arc progress as it would, but they dealt with it in the moment. And I really appreciate that sort of thing too. Yeah. And, and that was, was such yeah. a powerful moment, like just yeah. comforting someone that like you brought up something that hurt them mm-hmm. that was really painful in the past. And then yeah. realizing that it's not your fault that you brought that up and just Hold, but dealing like, with it, yeah, and like, just like holding someone, yeah, when they're hurting, it yeah. just has such a visceral effect. You know what I mean? That yeah. hits you emotionally because we've all needed to be held or held someone that needed that. You know, it, sure. it harkens back to those moments, and they capture that in such a graceful way. Yeah, so nice. Yeah, this movie was so good. Do you have a before we go to break? Do you have a rating on this, <sighs> dude? It's so good. I got mine written down. Oh, man. It's like a 9-7. Okay. I'm going hard in the paint. Nice, dude. I love this movie. Okay. I'm giving it a 9. Nice. Yeah, I feel really good about this. I can't wait to watch it again. Me too. We were speaking to each other before we even started recording, and I said, kind of want to just go see it again. Yeah. Um, 
go see this movie, please. And also, big shout out to the pageant theater for just yeah, being a thing. It's this tiny little, like, what, 100 person? Oh, if that. If that. Like, 80 people fit in this movie theater, and they play one movie twice a day, and you can just buy beer and popcorn. Mm-hmm. It's just such a nice vibe in there. Yeah, I really enjoyed, like, the community feeling of it. Like, even there were there were moments of, like, murmuring and noise, mm-hmm. especially in the beginning. But I at some point, I just clicked. I was like, oh, wait. Well, this isn't the same as, like, a big movie theater. These are like old people that have lived in Chico probably, and this is like their thing. And now I want it to be kind of my thing. So I'm just going to, like a little popcorn is not going to bother me if you want to eat their food. Yeah. Nobody was talking aggressively or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, so it was great, man. If you guys can go to the pageant, they take only cash, so bring cash with you. Yeah, we discovered that the hard way. But uh, it's it's well worth the time. Yeah. If you go by yourself, sit in the front, there's one big red chair just for one person. That's where I sat. It was pretty cool. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was a good time. Yeah. Not enough movie theaters have really comfy chairs just for one person. Nope, and it was awesome. So, but there's also like two, one on either side with like kind of love seat couches. Yeah. So bring a date. It's very datey. It's, it's a datey environment. And it's just so like welcoming. Yeah. You know, it, it's one of those places where the walls have a vibe. Mm-hmm. There's certain buildings in Chico that are like that. Like any town has those. Those just old buildings that have been around mm-hmm. forever. Like you walk in and they've just got like an aura. Yeah. And I really love the feel of that place. Totally. I look forward to seeing more movies there. Yeah, so go down to the pageant, tell them you listen to this podcast, get a dollar off your ticket. That's not a thing. <laughs> but now that I said that, I kind of want to see if that can be a thing. Because how cool would that be? It would be pretty cool. We should see if we can host a movie night there. I wonder if they do that. Uh, I saw on their website you can rent out the whole theater. Okay. we got plans. So Pageant is great. Yeah, it's really wonderful. And it's a great local business. You know that your money is staying in Chico, which is pretty cool. Yeah, right. I mean, they don't take movie pass, so that's... Yeah, you but, know. You know. <laughs> but there's Support more... Support local business, man. Exactly. Same. And, yeah. Yeah. You get it. Dude, we went all about big love fest over this movie. Yeah, it was a great movie. So good. Do you want to talk about any favorite scenes or anything before we get into the danger zone? Or do you want to take a break and get way deeper into the film then? Yeah, I'm fine saving my stuff. I think I hit all the all the main points I wanted to as far as non-super specific. Super, non-super specific I think I did too. So let's go to break. Yeah, go see this movie, please. I want to know what you thought. Hey, Max, do you like exploring? Yeah, I love to explore if I can also live and drink off the beaten path, my friend. Why do you ask me that very specific question that was almost almost designed? Almost designed because <laughs> there's a really cool brewery that happens to sponsor the show called Secret Trail. Oh, is their slogan, live and drink off the beaten path? Yes, it is. And every single Monday, they've got a beer in their Explorer series mm-hmm. that's a one-off. They have like one keg, and when it's gone, it's gone. Every single Monday, they got some crazy stuff coming out. What? Yeah. You want to know what's happening yeah, this Monday? Yeah, that'd be great. This Monday's Explorer beer, they are rocking an amber lager with Cascade Hop Oil. Cascade Hop Oil, you say? Yeah, so it's going to be like a nice rich amber lager with a crazy hop blast on the finish. It doesn't have a name yet. Maybe we'll name it like Max's Sweat or oh, something. Oh, do we get a name this? Is that up to I, us? I don't know. I think we should call it Max's Sweat. Uh, and that's just to be clear, Monday, July 9th. That is correct. Perfect. They're opening and closing hours are three to nine, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. When you hear it, it's today. Yeah, it'll be. Yeah. If you if you're listening to this podcast, the first day it comes out, if it's a Monday and you're like, wow, this is a new podcast versus like if it's Tuesday, too bad. You missed it. You late. Shame on you. You late because you've missed some great libation. So go drink this Monday's Explorer beer, their amber lager with Cascade hop oil. Yep. And if you've never been, Secret Trail is located at 132 Meyer Street right here in Chico. You can find them on all the social medias at Secret Trail Bruco.
I feel like the real danger is that like we're gonna get sued <laughs> for using I all just these. Keep songs. thinking about like if we keep playing this, we've only done it a few times. But if we keep playing that line, somebody's gonna be like, "Hey, you can't do that." <laughs> well, then we'll just switch it up and we'll have Archer sing. Right, right, and then they'll come at us, and then we'll put we'll find a way to turn it against them. Uh, maybe. I don't know. Archer. Like, can, I don't know fair use laws. FHC versus V Logger Archer. Logan's Archer. Logan's Archer. <laughs> this is the danger zone, everybody. <laughs> oh, where we might get sued. One final warning. We will be spoiling Hearts Beat Loud, and we're going to be drinking a very fun-looking can. A second fun-looking can this yeah, episode. Yeah, that's Sorry, right. What is it, man? What is this? It's rosé, bitches! That's not what it's called. No. You can't say it straight off the bat. It's Googling rosé, bitches? <laughs> no, this is called Modern Times Fruitlands rosé edition right so fruitlands is one of their most popular and consistent gozas that they have year-round and this is i understand it from what you've just said is a rosé edition of that beer rosé is a wine exactly it's a nice am i right am i right sommeliers Mm -hmm. (laughs) all right yeah shout out to the psalms i love a good rosé psalms 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 short for sommeliers for sure Psalm did, like a Jesus hand. I was like the Psalms, like in the Bible. In nomine patri espiritu sure. red wine. Done. All right, Fruitlands, the rosé edition. This beer has cherries, raspberries, cranberries, and lemons in it. Fruitlands is a tart, fruity, and frighteningly delicious beer. The sour, salty base beer lays down the funky refreshment, while generous addition of cherries, raspberries, cranberries, and lemons transform the whole thing into a wall-to-wall fruit fiesta. It's a marvelous mix of elements that collides with your mouth like a fruit-filled asteroid of flavor traveling at the supersonic speed of party. Pretty good uh, pretty good description there. Dude, I want to go times. jump off something right good now. Good work, you guys. I am lit AF. I really like Modern Times uh, in general. I think they do a good job all around. Their marketing's on point. Their descriptions on their beers are clearly great. Their tap room's a lot of fun. I've only been to the one with the sticky notes and the big monkey thing. Yeah. Uh, which, has, you guys never been to that. doesn't make any sense, but it's you fine. should go. They're yeah. good. Also, I've never had a bad beer from Modern Times. I have not. Yeah, I've had beers I didn't like, but it wasn't a bad beer. For me, the beers that I haven't liked from them are because I'm not super fans of a style. Yep. Like, Same. I'm not a big fan of their saisons because I'm not a fan of anyone's saisons. Mm-hmm. But I'm really stoked for this. It's like this light pink can with, like, darker pink stripes on it. It's just, it looks like a party. Yeah, it looks really fun, man. I haven't seen. I mean, this is a this is quite pink. You can't miss this. I assume that's one of the reasons you grabbed it because it just popped. Oh yeah, I was like, what is that bright pink, just bastion of light glowing mm-hmm. at me? And looks, then it said yeah. rosé. I'm like, right. let's go. I'm gonna have to grab this for yeah. brunch. Yeah, I mean, you shouldn't drink rosé at brunch. It's more of a dessert wine. But you yeah. could drink this at brunch. You could if drink you're this a respectable brunch. beer drinking man or woman. Yeah, this looks like a like a very light framboise, super bubbly looking. I'm just looking at you drinking at this moment. Yeah. Oh my goodness, that's good? delicious. We said 4.3%. Maybe we didn't. It's 4.3%. don't think I did, but yes. Daggummit, son. Yeah. yeah. Also, Modern Times is all really, they're real big about vegan stuff. Mm-hmm. So this beer's vegan. All their beers are vegan. And I I don't know this. I think most beers are vegan. I could be wrong. Someone could be like, actually, there's one There's one animal hoof in every every beer ever. And I'd think, be like, yeah, all right. Uh, there's one, like, I was asking somebody about this that brews beer, and there's one ingredient that they use to, like, finish beer that has, like, fish stomach in it. Ugh. Yeah, but it's like powdered or something. So it's like a very like obscure ingredient. Sure. But apparently it's not 100% vegan, obviously. Right, so right, right. in order to just eliminate that, they go above and beyond and get the ingredients that are animal friendly. Yeah, well, cool. I, and you know what? Their beers are great. Yeah. and this Maybe more beer should be vegan. Maybe. Follow after them because if that's what it takes to make a great beer, I do it. Maybe. It's very I good. Don't know. 
I haven't even tried this beer. I'm just, I'm assuming. It's gorgeous. It pours like a really pretty pinkish, reddish. Yeah, it's very close to the can. Yeah, really, very bubbly. Yeah, this it is good looking, man. Looks like rosé. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a bubbly rosé, if that's a thing. It smells a little acidic. Mm -hmm. I definitely mm -hmm. get some acidity on the nose, but how's that taste? Oh, you get a lot of cranberry, dude. A lot of cran raspberry coming out. Matter of fact, mostly cranberry raspberry. Mm -hmm. Is what I'm getting. This tastes like cranberry raspberry soda. Yeah, it does actually. Uh, super bubbly, super effervescent, as mm -hmm. I will say again, and from now on probably. Oh, it's it's illustrious, but, but very, very in its effervescence, very light. Oh yeah, extremely light and easy to drink. Dude, I want to drink this in a pool on a boat on the no, river fishing. Nope. That's what you say nope. always. <laughs> I am floating in a pool with some sort of tiny dog, and I am. Sitting sure. on an inflatable flamingo poo emoji. Ew, that's yeah. a thing probably. I've seen them. Yeah, they're a thing. Or like one of like the giant slices of pizza that you can just lounge on. Like yeah, sure. Inflatable slices this. of pizza. Yeah, I want to drink this from a chalice. Yes, with my pinky out. Yep, holding a pomeranian. If that doesn't paint an exact image of what this beer tastes like, uh, I think there's something wrong with your brains. Exactly. I don't even think we have to describe this anymore. I've done. That's what it is. I, the only thing different is I would have a a, a flamingo. A big pink inflatable flamingo. Flamingo. Then a real flamingo under my arm. Mm, baby flamingo. Yeah. B nothing's cuter than a baby flamingo. I've never seen a baby flamingo, but I don't think they're they're pink. I think well, they then, they come out then, white. Then no, not interested anymore. Yeah. I Did want you know an adult flamingo. Flamingos aren't born pink. I think you just told me. Yeah. Yeah. They become pink because of all the shrimp that they eat. That's not true. Hundred percent. Is that that can't be true? Bet you a punch in the face. It is. You're gonna punch yourself in the face if you're yeah. right. Sure. <laughs> Why not? Uh, is that really true? Yeah. Wow. No, it's a thing. Yeah. They, How do you they, know that? Uh, I listened to a lot of podcasts. I used to watch a so lot you're of telling Nat me, Geo. You're telling me if there's a, a flamingo that is raised in a zoo and does not get fed shrimp, it will not turn pink? If you go to the zoo, the, they're not as pink as the ones in the wild. What if I raised a baby flamingo and I never gave it shrimp? You're saying it wouldn't be Don't pink? Don't think it would be pink. That doesn't dog. sound right. Doesn't that sound crazy to you? Google it. I will. Yeah. I won't uh, waste everybody's time put now. A pin in there. But I will Google that because that's fascinating. I'm pretty sure, dog. I'd like to watch a time lapse of a flamingo. Yeah. I'm just gonna write Have you ever seen that idea. video of the weightlifter guy kicking flamingos? No, I don't want to see that, though. You do. I don't think so. Flamingo! We got to focus. We don't have much time left. It's pink, man. The, it, we're talking about pink stuff. This is a good beer. We're on task. Kind of. Flamingo! You like this? It is way foofier than I would normally gravitate towards. What do you mean foofier? Um, just fruity, light, kind of um, champagne-y of mm -hmm. beers. You mm -hmm. know, more like... Usually, like if I want a light, like a nice light beer uh, by the pool, I'm gonna go for like an American Lager or something, something light or a Kolsch maybe. Mm -hmm. uh, but this is definitely a beer that I would drink by a pool. I really like this. Um, one of my favorite beers I've been drinking lately by the pool or the river is the Jam Band. I knew you were gonna say that from Boulevard. Yep, that beer, that beer is stuck with me. That's gonna be my summer beer for a while. Yeah, I think that one's better than this one. Yes, yeah. I agree. I don't like the underlying acidity mm -hmm. that you get from the lactobacillus. I'm assuming that they bitter or sure. they, they sour this with. Um, it really, it's like a sour rosé. And if you're in the mood for that sort of thing, this is perfect. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's really not my favorite thing in the world, but also I think I might like this a little bit more than their regular Fruitlands. See, I'm not that familiar with it. I don't so, think I could call it to mind, but it'd be fun to do like this one side by side with like the base beer, which is sure, just the regular sure. Fruitlands. So, I mean, overall, it's really tasty. If you're in the mood for just like a light, tart, refreshing beer, this yeah. is definitely it. This reminds me of when you put champagne in like uh, cranberry juice. 
You ever done that instead you, of like orange juice? The other way around, though. You put the cranberry juice in the champagne, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. Did like I, I'm a, what did I say? You switched it, but I get you. But wow. you're sounding like a mimosa with cranberry you juice. You mix it. Sure. Either way, yeah. they mix in your glass and then your tummy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. I said tummy. Yeah, he did. <laughs> uh, no, this is good, man. I think the lemon is understated, and I think it has to be, because if there were more lemon... It'd be too astray. You said lemon, right? No. Am I tripping out? Is there no lemon in No, yeah, I, I said lemon in the description. Yeah, yes. lemons, okay. I um, don't really get much lemon at all. So. I don't get much, but I do get some, I think, because there's some little citrusy tartness in there, and I think if it were any stronger, it would be overpowering, Yeah, especially with how tart this is already. Tart and a little acidic. I feel like it would just give you heartburn if it had too much right. lemon. So before we rate it, can you tell me where to find it and how yeah. much? Yeah, also at Spike's Bottle Shop, where cool. both of our beers came from this week, and this was also $4 a single. Well, perfect. So easy to remember. They were both 4 bucks this week. Okay, my take and my final very strict final answer. rating on this is a six. It's a it's a respectable number. I feel like I say that whenever I say a six. It's perfectly respectable. Um, I, I think the, the pint can's a little bit too much for me. I would take this in a 12-ounce, if not eight. An eight-ounce glass or a pour, like I'd add an on draft somewhere. Perfect. I'd drink this a couple of them. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give this a seven. Okay. I like this beer. It is... Stylistically, something that if you're looking for a sour or tart, a little bit refreshing beer, this is the one. This is the knocks it out of the park. It's, yeah. I love the addition of the cherries. It mm-hmm. really rounds out the flavor, and I think it takes the edge off of that tartness a little bit. Personally, I would love this beer, dare I say, over ice. I think it'd be really nice. As the ice melts, it kind of waters down that tartness a little bit. Sure. But also, it keep it ice cold. This yeah. beer needs to be ice. It ice absolutely cold. does. Yeah, that's that's a huge thing for your, yeah. for this. I, w- I wonder how this would stand up in a colder season. I, I think it would still be good. But I think a lot of the really like the imagery we just painted with our beautiful brains mm-hmm. uh, has to do with this being really good at a certain time of year. Exactly. I want you to think about me floating in a pool on yeah. a poo emoji inflatable yeah. raft. If anybody's a graphic artist out there and wants to make that, that'd be I'd we pay, need to we, get, we'd pay you for that. That'd we be need great. to get a Photoshop guy. Yeah, we really do. Um, I think for like a ten for me, a ten beer needs to be something that I could drink year round. That's a really nice little asterisk. That said, a ten for me is like ten fifty from from Oscar Blues, and I drink. I would drink. I just like that beer a lot. But yeah. I think for personally, I need I need to be able to picture myself drinking it year round. And, you know, yeah. yeah, for this beer, it needs to be 100 degrees out and I need mm-hmm. to be in water. Correct. So it would have been an eight and a half if at least four of my toes were in water. Yeah. 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 Fair enough. So two points per toe. Put this beer to bed, dog. Yeah. Thanks, Modern Times. This is great. Go get this beer. Let's get back to our film, Hearts Beat Loud, in the, in the last few minutes we have here. Let's wrap um, it on up like a Christmas present. I want to say real quick so the songs are a huge part of this film, obviously. We've only talked about the song. We haven't really even talked about it, but the song in the trailer is called what they called Hearts Beat Loud. She wrote it, Sam did. Um, and then that was like their first thing that got on Spotify, and that was what caused them to start pursuing their musical career for a little bit. The songs are actually written by this dude named Keegan DeWitt. And he wrote them all, but they were performed um, partially by him and sung by, by uh, come on, come on, man, Kiersey Clemens. Okay. Flipping. So the, act- the actress actually Yeah, she did all performed. the parts. Nick Offerman sang a bit in this, He too. did sing a bit. I, I can't verify if that was actually his voice. But it I, was. It was. I was listening to the Fresh Air interview, and cool. also there's a scene where he plays acoustic guitar and kind of struggles through a song. That was great. That's a really touching scene, too. That was all him. Oh, yeah, I believe it. All of the stumbling. You can't po- fake being that bad. You poorly played guitar, yeah, like, but just yeah. like the raw emotion behind mm-hmm. it. He had a few days to learn that song, uh, and that was him trying his best. He, Yeah, it was great, man. It showed. It was really, it was a very genuine moment. Yeah, I like f- that scene a lot. You feel the realness when yeah. the actor is actually playing the guitar. Mm-hmm. And I don't know 
I want your take on this. But for me, in like that scene, for example, and like when they're doing the concert, like at the end where it's like the big crescendo, mm-hmm. that almost like the the sound, like the vocals, it sounded like the room was mic'd. Like they got like live vocals almost. I'm not sure if I read this right, but now that you bring it up, I did read an interview with Kirsty Clemens. She said they were trying to capture live vocals, um, but they shot that scene over the course of a couple of days, so they needed a contingency in case she lost her voice. Um, and that that sentence ended with her saying, well, not the sentence, but that question. She was like, fortunately, I didn't lose my voice. So I think that might have actually been live vocal takes. That's cool. Um, obviously, they did like s- several different angles, so it's not going to be live in every shot. But I'm sure some of that was captured. Yeah, like the audio track throughout the, yeah. it was captured like live in a room. Yeah. And like you could definitely, I got that vibe so much when Nick Offerman was playing the acoustic guitar. Oh, yeah. I was like hoping they didn't do that like in a studio, that that was like him doing that in that scene so that makes me happy yeah it was great the music in this movie is like the driving force oh absolutely i feel like you can make an argument for this being a i don't it's not a musical that's not correct but um a a music movie like it's real close to a musical especially the way those last scenes are shot even like the montage like it feels like that could be like an indie band's music video right they shot like we we had a concert at a record store like let's film it in a cool way yeah um i want to play some of the the band churches for you they really reminded me of them with that like electronic indie vibe yeah very good very good music well apparently the the songwriter here keegan dewitt um like i said wrote everything and it wasn't until Brett Haley, the director, heard his version of the song Hearts Beat Loud that he even decided to make this movie. Whoa. The script wasn't written. I think he had the idea floating around. He heard that song. He's like, all right, I'm going to make this about a father and a daughter sort of thing. Pretty good. So so lots of influence this music had in, in the kind of formation of the movie itself, which I think is really interesting. Yeah, that's fascinating that the song was just driven by... Or the movies, I should say, right. is driven by the song of the same name. Yeah, one that's of my... Go cool. ahead, sorry. I was yeah. just saying that's cool. Yeah. Um, one of my other favorite performances was Ted Dance and the bartender Dave, because um, he's he's, he's yeah. like he's got an album of himself up in the bar, like his, back in his glory days. And Nick Offerman, when we first introduced to Dave's character, um, Frank Nick Offerman is kind of I think he's drinking a beer at the bar, like staring at that. And then uh, Dave walks in, is like, "Oh, there's a glory day." They reflect on the glory days, basically. Um, and throughout the the film, Dave is kind of this almost a reality check kind of guy. Every now and again, um, like constantly, like reminding him that it's going to be fine. Everybody goes through this with their kids. Like Sam's a good kid. Um, and at one point he, he, when he gets real drunk that one night, Oh, that was one of the most powerful scenes in the movie. Very powerful. Like we've all felt those feelings and he's at the bar with a friend and he's like, keeps asking for, and I think it happens like three times. He takes, he asks for another shot and he's like, last one. All right, give me one more. And at one point Dave's just like, this isn't a professional relationship, man. I'm your friend. And he takes the bottle, which is like a real, that's a great, that's a great friend move. Yeah. That was so powerful. Mm-hmm. I've had bartenders do that, that I'm friends with. Yeah. That just cut me off. You're done. Yeah. Yeah. Like, hey, man, no, you're cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. It's worth. It's like you dread the moment when the person won't take the hint. And they're like, come on, come on, man, I'm fine. Yeah. Bro, bro. I don't know who said. That. People say that. Yeah. But no, it was it was a powerful moment, and it spoke to Ted Danson his friendship with Nick Offerman's mm-hmm. character. It really you you saw in that moment how deep their friendship really was. Yeah. It was um, nice. It's also worth pointing out Tony Collette's performance. Um, she, after after watching her Hereditary, this is a very small role. Yeah. Um, but she's got a certain charisma on screen, and I think was a nice, especially the way that her arc ties in with his at the end. Um, it's just a really good job of of giving sort of a hopeful light at the end of the tunnel for yeah for where his story goes. I wish they wouldn't have named her Leslie because of Leslie. Nope. Yeah. The yeah, first time, time he's like, he says, hello, Leslie. Leslie. Yeah, it's I'm a little like, bit. Aw. Yeah. I did love, too, by the way, like him smoking his cigarette in the shop, like vibing out, and some yeah. dude walks in, and which really sets the tone because then that kid buys something on Amazon, 
And the kid just like looks at him at first, like, you can't, I don't think you can smoke that in here. And then he like slowly takes off his head and is like, you buy some, I'll put it out. <laughs> <He's> just <kidding. laughs> Yeah. I just love his attitude, man. Yeah. Yeah. And his willingness to go work at a little deli. Yeah. Well, that's like the whole thing. Like he has passion and then he has a kid that he's trying to put through college and it's just, you know, like, where do you draw it? Like, that's a hard decision that is clearly not too far from home for me. Uh, I could probably make better money and have more job stability if I worked a regular job, but I love what I do. Uh, and, and I can see in a very scary way how I could become that sort of character later in life. So this hit home real, real for me, I bet. but not in the sense like I should stop what I'm doing more like, you know what, if that's my future, then fuck it. We're going for yeah, it. First F bomb, the danger zone. Me, by the way, hey, look at you. I want a trophy. Everybody give me you, one. You got six gold stars for that. Yes. Good. Anyways. Yeah. No, I can see that though. I mean, if that's the way it's going to go, that's the way it's going to go. Yeah. I'd like to, maybe not exactly like if I had a choice, I wouldn't be quite that broke and yeah. Uh, but everything else feels good. There you go. That's fine. Yeah, exactly. I have a little bit better game plan. Yeah, yeah. I think Nick Offerman was just perfect in this movie. Agreed. I really loved him. And the young lady, Kiersey Clemens, dude, she's going to have a future. She was in the movie Dope. I don't know if you saw that. Oh, well, yeah, that's right. She looks so familiar. And I looked yes. it up and I was like, oh, that's how I knew her. Um, not to bring this up just because we're talking about a black actress, but I've been Too watching. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it, it is though. No, it good. reminded me. I've been watching uh, Dear White People on Netflix. Oh, how, yeah, I started. I think. Oh, so good. Did you see Superfly when this was out? Again, if we're just if we're just daisy chain black people movies, I didn't. Well, so I'd never been exposed to like the black exploitation film genre from the seventies. Sure. Um, and Superfly came out pretty recently. It's a remake of a seventies film. Yeah. Um, and it is so cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's real intense, um, but really funny and got so much attitude. I meant to mention that the week that I saw it and I think I didn't. You did. Oh, I did. You did. We oh, talked about Superfly right. a little bit. Okay, good. Never mind. Yeah. But yeah, I, I look forward to seeing more from Casey oh, Clemens. That's right. We did. God, that girl can sing. Yeah. It's really interesting too. Um, this, this is not, I wouldn't say a, I'm going to say black movie. This is not that, but like Superfly is. And I think we talked about how that changes like what previews that you see. And it was crazy. Like I saw so many previews for movies I had never heard of. And I think that I hear about movies a lot. I like look into them. Sure. And it's kind of what we do. It's weird what people put in front of your eyes when they know what you're going to go watch. Yeah. It's, it's kind of a testament to how demographic driven yeah, like, the United States is. Even in like the early Marvel days, like if you saw a black person in that movie, it was crazy. Yeah. It was just so, yeah, so interesting. It's, it's fascinating. And I think, um, I noticed it a bit more when I had cable. Mm. You would see different commercials on sure. different channels and it was just real obvious. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's fascinating. The whole advertising and demographics in this yeah. country, it's, it's pretty biased. All that to say, um, it's really cool. Like what I said earlier about Brett Haley insisting or not insisting, but knowing from the get go that he wanted a mixed race, clearly, uh, at least, uh, semi fluid sexuality wise character and kind of normalizing it which i think is great yeah yeah and, I like and it to was see things keep going that way it's it great. was just written and handled and acted mm -hmm. and it was just all filmed so beautifully yeah. like the scenes with with those two young ladies mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. they were all just so powerful and sweet and yeah. like endearing mm -hmm. i loved both of their characters so much yeah it's good i really liked the way that they handled nick offerman's character being a widower mm. um they really handled that very like hands off. Like they didn't dwell and you didn't even find out how his wife died until like three quarters of the way through the movie. What, which scene are you thinking of? When he sits down next to the white bike. I thought that happened a lot earlier. Was that? I thought, I thought it was, was that like half. I think probably. half. Okay. Yeah. Probably more like, but still like halfway. And that's like a major driving point in the plot mm -hmm. that kind of stays in the background. 
Sure. I mean, it's always there. Like he sees some pictures of his wife here and there, but um, the way that that was presented, it that's kind of goes back to what I was saying at the beginning. It wasn't handed to us. Mm-hmm. It wasn't overly narrated. It right. was just this thing that was. Yeah, and totally. It was so good. I think I'm there, man. Yeah, this felt good, man. I, I'm I'm really glad we got to see this. Especially, I was I was a little bit down in the dumps after. Well, for last week's movie, I wasn't stoked on it, obviously. So it's nice to kind of bounce back with something with some more some more soul, soul, yeah, heart. humanity, feeling, yeah, all the good, good feels. I cannot recommend you go see this movie enough. And if you don't get a chance to see it in the theater, please rent it and check it out. Yeah, hearts beat loud. So good. Yeah, again, big shout out to Belching Beaver for Digital Bath, which was that North England. Uh, North England, I just combined them. Dude. Northeast New England did you, IPA. Did you just make a new genre? I basically, I think I just combined it. We're from the North England, A new mate. East North England. Uh, and Modern Times with that Fruitland Rosé. It was very tasty. Rosé, bitches! You guys are killing it with beers. Thank you guys for listening. This has been real fun. Uh, find us on all the social medias. If you like what you hear, please, if you feel like it, give us a little rating or a review on iTunes. It helps one other person who might dig what we do listen to our voices. Uh, and then they can blame you if they don't like it. Also, drink along. Go to Spikes, buy yeah. the beers, rate them with us, tweet us, Instagram us, slip into my DMs, whatever you feel like you need to do. Shout out to Jared Schmidt, who sent us videos of him drinking along one of the beers with us from a few weeks ago. Yep. Be like Jared, guys. We'll see you next week. This is Fresh Hop Cinema.